Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Trade on America. I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm back. I made it. I'm alive still, for now. (laughs) Um, I want to say one thing. Um, Sorry about not being here on Sunday or Monday for you guys, because uh, um, as you all know, um, if you've li- been listening to the last couple of shows, last week I started a series on um, the Bush family, crime family. Uh, we did part one and two. Today will be the continuation of that. And and the funny thing is, I said the continuation because this is going to be part three. And I can't say this is the finalization of that because in my time off, I've been doing so much research and digging that this story is going to go on. I'm trying to keep everything at an hour, you know, at a clip. So, yeah, I could stay here for two or three hours and do a part three. But I think it's it's better if I can keep everything around an hour for you guys. And then I'll bring another one later, whether I do it Friday or, or Sunday. Um, I think <laughs> the funny thing is, is in looking in the downloads... The shows that I do when I've done, you know, recently we've done the Kazarian Mafias, parts one and two, that bled into the Bush crime family, right? Where we're at now, this is part going to be part three, but the downloads are phenomenal. And I, I've come to the conclusion, me and Chris were talking, and with the exception of the occasional uh, DTOM files that we'll be doing every now and again, um, we... Um, Oops, came in a little bit too soon with that. <laughs> we uh, decided that we are going to, um, you know, occasionally still do the DTOM files every now and again when we have something we want to talk about, which we're getting a, a show together for that. But um, also what we're going to do is there's obviously you guys know if you listen to other podcasts, which one would assume that you do because, you know, most people don't just listen to one um, no matter who you listen to, whether you listen to Bongino or Pasovic or uh, Tim Pool, Glenn Beck, whoever, 
and I've said this time and time again, they all basically talk about the same thing. They might have a different take on those subjects, but the the topic is all the same. And I've been wanting to branch away from that. Now, so I think the format of the show from here going forward is going to primarily be digging into the history of our country and the uh, so-called leaders and uh and you know we started with the Gazarian mafia and how that and and what i'm going to do is when we when we do these series however many parts like this bush crime family thing could go it, i would say it's probably going to go at least four parts maybe longer because i'm going to blend it into other subjects we're going to go from them to another subject including them um i don't want to give everything away so that's why i'm not really i'm being kind of vague i understand but um <laughs> with not talking for the last week i've i've done a lot of reading and um yeah because you know the show's posted on wednesday and friday but i've i've become somewhat crafty with this computer thing here and i'm able to record the programs schedule them to post but anyway so this way with my upcoming medical situation because as you guys know, I think I told you I had, I had a procedure done on my throat to see if, if my cancer had come back. And unfortunately, it has um, come back. And uh, we're, we're going to see the doctor next week. And uh, I guess we're going to see what the plan of action is on that situation. So what we're going to do is we're going to do these series of shows, uh, whether it's a Bush crime family or other things. Like I said, I've got a lot of ideas wrote down. I don't want to divulge too much onto them because I don't want to give anything away. Um, so, you know, just keep listening. Please keep sharing with your friends and uh, like-minded or unlike-minded. Because the things that we're going to talk about aren't necessarily a Republican or Democrat thing. I mean, hell, this is the Bush crime family. Those are Republicans. You would think, oh, shit, this guy must be a Democrat bashing the Bushes. No, this has nothing to do with that. It's really a way for me to show you that they're Republican or the Democrats are all basically the same. And you'll understand more what I'm talking about as we get into these shows and into these series. I'm just going to get away from doing too much topical stuff, um, like clicking on the news. Oh, uh, uh, inflation is still high. Gas prices are up. Oil this and uh, Biden sucks. And I'm, I'm going to stay away from that for the most part. I'm not saying we're never going to talk about that. I'm going to stay away from it from the most part for the for the simple fact that if you listen to one or five other podcasts, they're already talking about that. Who cares what I think about what Biden? We all know Biden sucks. We all know the gas prices suck. We all know inflation sucks. We all know this. So you don't need to hear me say it also. So what I want to do is explain to you guys why the things that are happening now are happening. This isn't new. It's just coming to a head, so to speak. So, with that being said, we're going to jump back into our Bush crime family series with, uh, with stuff about Bushes, right? No. <laughs> so, um, before we do, I want to make sure I mention our newest sponsor to the show, uh, Christian Lawson Watches. Um, check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Make sure to use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's D-T-O-M. 
and uh, it's Christmas time, guys. I know, I know, it's only October, but you know, get to looking. You know, maybe you get some for your wife, your girlfriend, your wife and your girlfriend. You know, your husband, ladies out there, uh, your boyfriends. You know, whatever the case may be, uh, help a brother out. You know, I'm going to be going through some issues here. Um, I'm hoping that I won't lose my voice. Um, from the little bit of research I've done, obviously not talked to the doctor yet. I don't think it'll affect my speaking ability for the most part. Um, I, I tend to get a cough. I tend to get gagged up. You know, it's just, it's hard to explain, um, exactly unless you are going through this, how to explain it. And I really don't want to cry about it, um, to you guys. Cause you're not here to hear about that. You're here to hear about the Bush crime family. So let's get into it. So on the last two shows, I was going through uh, a slew of names and uh, the history of the Bush family and how those people came to be, so to speak. And uh, so what we're going to do here is get into the Bushes, not not the Bushes in the yard, but the, the Bushes, the Bush family, the Walkers, Bankers, and the Nazis. And also, how the Vatican ties into all this. That's right. The Pope is... Uh, there. There's no innocent parties for the most part. We're talking about the Bushes. We're talking about Samuel, Preston, George H.W., George W., Jeb. You know, those, those are the names you know. We're talking about the Walkers. Now, that's the, the uh, mother side of the family. Hell, we're even going to get into Barbara Bush. Not today, but soon and I think I want to say her maiden name is Pierce I don't have it in front of me right now but we're going to dig into her history and you think Barbara Bush is this sweet innocent old lady and she's just Grandma Jones sitting there and knowing she ain't doing nothing wrong well we got stuff on her but we're going to talk about bankers you know I mentioned bankers earlier I think it was in part one we talked about Paul uh, Walberg, uh, Warburg we talked about the Loeb banking we talked about um we've talked about in the past we've talked about the Rothschilds the Bank of England the Federal Reserve how the Federal Reserve came to be right uh we talked about uh G.H. Walker uh and company that was uh George Walker's um investment firm and um George Walker I'm not talking about George Bush George Herman Walker Bush this is the grandfather on the mother's side. So, um, and then, like I said, I'm, I'm even going to bring the Catholic Church into this. And and it's nothing against religion. I'm not, for those of you that know me, and for, for those of you that don't know me, I mean, I'm not uh, against the church, against God. I believe in God. If, if anything, I'm probably more against the church than I am God because... I personal, my personal belief is I don't think you need church to believe in God. I think church, for the most part, a lot of churches and organized religion, for the most part, is corrupt. And it's not corrupted by God or the people that want to believe in God. It's corrupted by the people that want to make money off of God. And that's what this is about. So, you know, the Wall Street bankers, they had already established their connections with the counterparts in Europe. You know, we talked about that in the previous shows. Um, so, the main culprit in which they were 
had their connections with was the Rothschilds. So now this was pre-World War II. This was pre-Federal Reserve Act. So this was early, uh, mid to late 1920s, early 30s. Okay. So at the time, the Rothschilds, and if you've gone back and listened to the Rothschilds show I did a while back, you'll know they came from Germany. Uh, the Red Shield was the name of the, the building they had. Um, <clears throat> basically started the Bank of London, the Bank of France, um, and are involved, are, <laughs> were and are involved in the Federal Reserve and all those other aforementioned banks. The Warburgs, we talked about Paul Warburg, barely could speak English, but, was, but you know, was was able to write basically the Federal Reserve Act that was signed into law and and how all these factions came together. Like these are separate companies, separate people, but they all <laughs> it's entrance. It's kind of like Coke and Pepsi. You know, Coke and Pepsi is supposed to hate each other, but in the meantime, they're working together to make a super soda type scenario. I'm just using that as an example. So, um, after spearheading, hold on, I got something on my microphone that's driving me crazy. That's something you need to hear on the radio, right? <laughs> so, after spearheading uh, the organization of the 1904 World's Fair in St. In, uh, St. Louis, George Walker eventually became the president of the W.A. Harriman, Harriman and Company investment firm. So we talked about Harriman earlier. So you, it's very important these names that I'm saying you remember because it's it's very important because W.A. Harriman and Company investment firm um, and assisted Avril Harriman in acquiring the Hamburg America, America uh, line, which was a um, shipping company in Europe. And... Um, so now, like before I before I go on here, this was prior to the Federal Reserve. So your banking system in America was independent. Now you had U.S. currency, but if you look at a dollar bill, if you have a dollar bill, twenty ten five whatever, you'll notice it doesn't say U.S. currency. It says Federal Reserve note. Okay, prior to the Federal Reserve Act, it said U.S. currency. But a lot of your banks, you had like state banks. You had the Bank of Florida, the Bank of Georgia, Bank of New York, Bank of, you know, whatever, um, were corrupt. I mean, these were banks that were run by families. Uh, they were run by the mafia in some places, you know. Um, but the uh, Hamburg America line, the shipping company, with the aid of the most corrupt New York bank, and almost single-handedly was responsible for the infiltration of Nazis into the U.S., both before and after the war. Um, today, it's obvious that total cooperation was secured by gaining complete control of the New York Port Authority, the Immigration and Nationalization Service, and um, key posts and persons all the way up to the top of the U.S. government. And the reason I say that is because we talked about earlier. We talked about the census. We talked about um, the records from Ellis Island. We talked about these different entities coming from Germany, coming to America multiple times in a you know short span of time. But the story changed. 
Oh, my father was born here. Oh, no, he was born here. Oh, my mother was born here. Oh, wait, no, she was born there. You know, so, and I asked the question, how, how is it possible? Now, granted, we, back in those days, they didn't have computers where they could key in a name. And, oh, hey, well, Mr. Johnson, you said your mother was born in, you know, Tallahassee, Florida. And according to this, last time you said she was born in Orlando. You know, which is it? You know, whatever. But I would imagine the record keeping was decent enough. But if you have corruption, you know, absolute corruption corrupts absolutely, right? So you're not going to, if you have the right people in the right places, you're going to be able to do the things you need to do from the people working at the port, letting the boats come in, all the way up to, you know, president. So, um, you know, with the level of that type of protection afforded to the Hamburg America line, money could be shipped from the uh, UBC and the Brown Brothers Harriman. So that's another uh, investment firm in, in addition to the um, W.A. Harriman Company. So um, ultimately to be laundered and then returned to Hitler in Germany. But the Nazis... We're not, oddly enough, we're not the sole beneficiaries of the, of the loot. The Nazis were just pawns for a, far more, for a far, far more sinister authority, the Vatican. Weapons for the waging of wars could easily be transported back to Germany and others through ports in Europe. As previously mentioned, um, we talked about Samuel Bush. That was great-grandpappy, right? That was George H.W.'s grandfather. So, you know, he was the director of the War Industries Board. He was able to secure contracts for the Rockefellers. Now, these names I've mentioned before. We've mentioned in the previous two shows. We've mentioned them in other shows. And the reason it's important for you to understand these names. So, history books would tell us that a lot of these names I'm about to tell you combated against each other they hated each other i used to watch a series on on history net on the history channel the men who built america right and it talks a lot about these guys and um according to their depiction of these gentlemen they all hated each other they were in competition well were they in competition against each other or with each other so um, Samuel Bush, with the job he had, he was able to secure these contracts for the Rockefellers, for J.P. Morgan, for Kuhn, Loeb, and Company, Brown Brothers Harriman, the Union Banking Corporation, and George Westinghouse. So I remember a series where they talked about um, Thomas Edison, who was being backed by J.P. Morgan, and uh, Nikola Tesla, who was being backed by George Westinghouse. So... Ideally, you would believe that J.P. Morgan and George Westinghouse were at odds with each other. But I think there's a lot more to that story. As long as other wealthy industrials who profited from arms dealing to both sides of each of the war. The War Industries Board orchestrated. It's no coincidence that Samuel Bush, um, Samuel Bush's son, Prescott, was appointed a vice president and partner of UBC by its director. And now, 
his direct the director of UBC was also his father-in-law George Herbert Walker. So Preston Bush married in to the Walker family that we talked about earlier or on I think it was on part 2. So and then you notice where I talked about profited for arms dealings from both sides that we talked about Samuel Bush uh, being a major impact with the with the WIB there and Remington firearms and ammunition. Well, you got to think back in those days. Okay, nowadays you go to a gun store and I don't even know. I'm going to shoot a number out. Okay, so I'm going to talk about guns I know. So we got Ruger, Colt, Remington. Um, that's it. No. You got Winchester. You've got Marlin. You've got... Um, you know, uh, Glocks. I, I, I'm not even going to talk about handguns. Let's talk about rifles. Uh, I'm sure there's others. On, but And those are your national brands. And like around here, you have more local brands. And I'm sure it's the same way around the country. You can go to, to your local gun shop and probably look at 20 rifles made by... You, let's just take ARs, for example. That's the most popular gun out there. You go and look at an AR-15, whatever caliber. And I guarantee you're going to find 20 different brands. They all basically look the same, and they all function basically the same. But you're going to find 20 different brands. Back in these days, you only had a handful of brands. You had Winchester. You had Remington. You had Colt. And that was about it, you know, in, in America. Now, you had, like, Browning, but I think that was in Germany or Austria or something like that. You had other companies around the world. But in this country, in the early 1900s, for the most part, it was those three. Well, if the <laughs> the grandfather, or uh, yeah, the grandfather to the 41st president was um, in bed with Remington, and if you recall, Remington Firearms, the, their 1911, the 45 caliber handgun was the, at the time, was the chosen sidearm for your military. Nowadays, it's uh, either Beretta or, um, I mean, there's sometimes you see people carrying Glocks, but um, I think Beretta is the official gun. I think Korea, it was Korea and Vietnam, I think it was Colt. But back then, it was, it was Remington. Why was that? Because it was kind of a wink and a nod to the, Hey, this is who we need to use. And and that goes, it's kind of set the blueprint for the stuff we see today. I mean, think about Vietnam War. Part of the, the thing about Vietnam War had nothing to do, we gave two shits about those people in Vietnam. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And we talked about that on one of our DTOM, on our DTOM file shows, about how that war was started and why it was started. Ideally, as Americans and revolutionists, we should have been on the Vietnamese side of that, not the other side of it. We should have been, I mean, I hate to say it, but we should have been on the Viet Cong side because all they wanted was independence from France. Do you understand how this works? It had nothing to do with the people of that country. What it had to do was with Bell Helicopter and Colt Firearms and probably, you know, I think uh, Boeing. And I'm trying to think of the freaking 
the other company, the other people, <laughs> you know, anyone who made any kind of explosives, ordinances, uh, helicopters, um, tanks, it was about business. And it wasn't even just about us because you would think, okay, well, what does um, Bell Helicopter have to do with Vietnam War? Well, <laughs> we have to buy, the government has to buy the helicopters. Bell's not just giving the government helicopters. Government has to buy, buy the helicopters. And then, and it's funny how, you know, if you think about it, okay, right now, our Secretary of Defense is Lloyd Austin, right? Lloyd Austin was a four-star general in the Army or whatever branch he was in. Prior to him becoming Secretary of Defense, after he retired from the military, he was the head of um, a uh, <laughs> industrial uh, weapons company. I can't think of the name of the company off the top of my head. Let me get the old trusty dusty phone out real quick. Let's see here. Lloyd J. Austin. Lloyd Austin. Uh, work. History. There we go. I hate I hate when I start going off the fly here and I uh, and I don't know what I want to talk about. Because <laughs> this has nothing to do with the bushes. I'm just trying to make a point here. Blah, 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 blah. Trying to private sector Raytheon. <laughs> so he worked for Raytheon after his, his career in the military. He worked for Raytheon. So he goes from a contractor, you know, that makes weapons to secretary of defense. Okay, so what does that matter? Well, if you look in history, a lot of different people, and we're going to get into that in other shows about George H.W. Bush, but how these people, they get private jobs with weapons manufacturers, and then they get a role in government at some level, whatever that level is. Well, of course. Who, who benefits from that? Right? Now when his job's over at as Secretary of Defense, whether he stays the whole term for um, Biden or he leaves early or whatever, he's going right back to work with them. And he's going to be rich. Be richer and shit. So this is a blueprint that was printed 100 years ago. Over 100 years ago. And we continue to use it. But then on top of it, these companies sell to Russia. They sell to... Um, England and just whoever it could be our enemies could be our allies if they got the money they're selling it it's no different than selling Fords to to wherever Chevy's and of course these companies are also going to push their senators and their congress people and the president and whoever else to push aid to Ukraine or Afghanistan or to the Middle East or to wherever why because Ukraine's going to then take that X amount of billions of dollars and buy helicopters or tanks or rocket launchers or rockets or whatever. They're going to buy whatever they need. Who's going to, who are they buying it from? They're buying it from American companies. So anyway, so, um, you know, what, what was it that permitted Walker, George Walker to wield such power and influence? Certainly his willingness to financially contribute to the uh, perpetual formation of war throughout the world from which he, his family, and others profited from then and still do to this day. 
um, his allegiance to those who facilitated his meteor meteoroc <laughs> meteorot God bless America. <laughs> his rise, fuck it, to be in the backing. I'm sorry, I just can't. I don't know. Got got shit on my mind. I'm trying to breeze through these notes, and I'm fucking up. Anyway, a clue as to who may have collaborated with George Walker is revealed in his personal biography. So, George Walker was a self-proclaimed Episcopalian. Um, according to his Wikipedia, he spent part of his education in England at Stone, Stonyhurst College. Um, the biography does not specify whether George Walker attended the school prior to arriving in the United States, though it's quite possible that he, that he and even his father have been given seed money or possibly the total financial backing to assist them in launching their businesses after arrival in the States. According to um, his Wikipedia in, in 1900, George Walker started a banking and investment firm, which we talked about a few minutes ago, G.H. Walker and Company. Based upon uh, Walker's uncertainty concerning his father's birthplace, now we talked about this, I think it was in part two, this is when he was coming back and forth and he couldn't remember where his father was born. The likelihood is providing that information to government agencies such as the Census Bureau was not uh, anticipated. So GHW, George Walker, winged it four times, getting it wrong on each occasion. For after-mentioned accounts, we know that Paul Wahlberg, or Warburg, James Loeb, and at least one of the Harriman brothers traveled together from Europe to New York at least seven years prior to founding the Federal Reserve. The likelihood of George Walker becoming a player in that elite financial circle was remote, unless that association had been orchestrated beforehand, probably by the Jesuits in England. George H.W. Um, George Walker, I, I don't want to say H.W. because that's going to confuse people with Bush. George Walker also had established a compound on the East Coast in Kennebunkport, Maine. We've heard that name before, right? That was where George H.W. Bush, that was his, um, you know, like Trump would come to Mar-a-Lago, right? Biden goes to Delaware. George Bush went to Kennebunkport. Okay, so um, the Jesuits that we talked about. Um, Stonyhurst College is known as a Catholic institution with a primarily primarily. Jesuit influence, the college boasts uh, of its association with the uh, Society of Jesus. The Society of Jesus, or the Jesuits, proclaim its service to the Vatican and to mankind by assisting the downtrodden through education. Uh, further investigation reveals that the Pope is covertly controlled by the Superior General of the Society of Jesus. Um... Peter Hans Kolvenbach, the Black Pope, the General Curia. Hold on, I gotta take a drink. And that's the administration office where uh, Jesuit business is conducted. is located in Rome, but you know, I, I say Rome. It's actually in the Vatican, Vatican City. Following dictates of. Uh, Igneous Loyals, Loyolas, 
25 sessions, and the leadership of the Spirit General. The ultimate goal of the secret organization is to destroy and rebuild the Temple of Solomon, reestablish the seat of the Pope in Israel. So, not to get too um, biblical, but the destruction of the earth and life as we know it is supposed to happen there. So Solomon's temple on the mound in Israel was destroyed. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't have those notes. I'm just basing it off of stuff I've read and stuff I've heard. But essentially, whoever the Pope is, and we're not talking about the current Pope. It could be the next Pope. It could be the current Pope. It could be someone else. But, I don't know. There's a tower going to be built on this mound. It's sacred land. That's part of your issues in Israel. A show for another day. We'll just say that. So, historically, the Jesuit mission has been, uh, has been to eliminate Pro Protestant Christianity throughout the world with the United States being the last frontier to be conquered, contrary to the self-proclamation mission to educate and assist the underprivileged in society, the Jesu Jesuits actually worship Lucifer, not Satan, and practice the most sadistic forms of human sacrifice, hom homosexuality, pedophilia, black magic, and murder. Now, it's interesting to remember this as we get into later shows when we talk about Human sacrifice, okay? We think of human sacrifice. We think of, oh, they got the virgin on the altar and the, and the guy's drinking goat's blood and he's going to, you know, whatever. Or we're going we're gonna to dump the virgin into the, the ring of fire, right? We think of that when you think of human sacrifice. Oh, he's going to rip her heart out and eat it, right? Okay. Maybe human sacrifice in this, in this sense is something a little different. Still human sacrifice, but not the way we think when you hear the words human sacrifice. We think of those things. But maybe this is talking about something else. Okay? What, what could that other thing be? Human sacrifice. Just think about it. In the movies, in, in history, uh, you, you hear about the, the Aztecs, the Mayans, or like I said, in, in movies. You always hear them say, we've got to sacrifice a virgin. We got to sacrifice a virgin to the God. We got to sacrifice a virgin to Moloch. We got to sacrifice a virgin to whatever. Or he's going to dump the virgin in the fire. You always hear those terms. Okay? And we think of it like, oh, wow, that's weird. Could you imagine? You know, that's a pretty girl. How is she a virgin? She's like 30. She's like 20. She's like, you know. Okay, well, realistically, who are guaranteed to be a virgin? Babies? Unborn babies? If you want to believe, and I do, if you believe that life begins, I, I, you can have that argument. Does life begin at conception? Maybe. Is it more of a heartbeat situation? I can get on board with that more likely because at least the heartbeat means it's alive, right? So if at that point, that baby at however many weeks has a heartbeat, it's a living soul. It's a human. If you abort that baby, that would be a human sacrifice, right? Homosexuality. Pedophilia. Right? We know what those are. 
Black magic. What could that be? We think of black magic. We think of witches. We think of wizards. We think of, you know, those things. But maybe it's something else. And then, obviously, murder, right? The society employs a variety of ruthless tactics to accomplish, to accomplish its long-term goal of, the, of a new world order which pays homage to their black pope. Now, when it says black pope, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's a black guy that's a pope. I'm not saying a black guy couldn't be a pope. I'm not saying that. But when we see the pope, whenever you envision seeing the pope, He's in all white, right? He's, he's holier than thou. He's virtuous. He's in all white. He's untouchable, right? The black pope would be the opposite. He'd be in all black. He would be Satan, okay? One is carrying out political assassinations of world leaders who, are free, who refuse to comply with its demands. These assassinations in the U.S. have included presidents, Abraham Lincoln, JFK. So... Now, when we're talking about these people that we're talking about, this would have been after um, Abraham Lincoln, but this rabbit hole goes a lot deeper. It goes into the mid-1800s. It goes further back than that, really, if you talk about the New World Order and we talk about the, the Rothschilds and stuff. This is pre-revolutionary shit. So, yeah, Abraham Lincoln, JFK, Robert Kennedy, cabinet members, Congressmen, senators, diplomats, journalists, scientists. So let's think about this. Cabinet members. Okay, that would be your Secretary of Labor and Secretary of Defense and these people. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any of those people in history that have been killed. I guess you could say Robert Kennedy technically was Attorney General. Um, congressmen. I, I mean, we can go back in history. You can find congressmen and women, senators that have died in office. But let's think of ones more recently that have died or have been um, tried to been killed. You had Steve, Steve Scalise, right? A couple years ago, they had the, the, the baseball game or the softball game, whatever it was, and the dude showed up at practice and started shooting him. He almost died. Was that just a random hit or was it a scheduled hit? You just had the congresswoman in um, in uh, Indiana died in a car wreck. You know, we we talked about it. I talked off the top of my head. I can't think of her name. Jackie something. Because remember, Biden was like, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie, right? She died back in August in a car accident. Was that an accident? And there's probably other situations in there. We had, you had Ruth Bader Ginsburg die. Was it because she was old? What? Maybe you had uh, the justice. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but prior to her, the last justice to pass away, um, you know, was that planned? Maybe journalist. I mean, look at all the journalists that we've seen and not just in this country around the world. You've seen journalists killed. You've seen journalists locked up, you know, Julian Assange, right? You have these different journalists that get locked up, get put away. Um, scientist, you could go back and say, you know, if you want to talk about Nikola Tesla, was was he murdered? Did he just die? And and you know the list goes on and on. Imagine if you just started really digging and find out 
in the last 50 years, key players that have passed away, and then find out what their background was. Like this Jackie, for life, man, I can't think of her last name, and no disrespect, but Congresswoman out of um, Indiana died in a car accident with her aides, or, you know, her assistants. Was that a hit? Was there a reason that she got in that car accident or was it just an accident? I don't know. I'm just saying, if you dig into her past, it might raise some red flags. So, um, for the purpose, and, and, and furthermore, I'm sorry, I didn't want to get off on a tangent, but this could even go into Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. You know, I've talked about, I did, talked about uh, Louis Farrakhan. I mean, he's still alive, but I've, in reading and listening to some of his speeches, it's a wonder that he is. I mean, I'm being honest. It's a wonder that Louis Farrakhan is still alive. It's a wonder that there's some people currently in the media that are still alive. You know, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, some of these people that really don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I'm not wishing death upon anyone. But <laughs> it makes you wonder. So for the purposes of obs um, obfuscation, obfuscation, I don't know, <laughs> excuse me, and maintaining a spirit of compliance, the Society of Jesus employs and finances the services. Now get this. The Society of Jesus, the Jesuits of England, they employ and finance the services of the NSA. Well, NSA. What's that? National Security Agency, right? DHS, Department of Homeland Security, FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency, the OSS. I don't know what that exactly stands for, but that's like Germany's uh, CIA, essentially. The ONI. I think that's Israel's. I think that's like, um, is that Mossad, I think? The FBI. CIA, the DIA, I think that's the Defense Investigation, the DEA, Drug Enforcement, the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, NASA, and of course, the Federal Reserve, the IRS, Congress, maybe not all of Congress, but I'm sure there's a lot of people on their payroll. We always wonder how these different Congress people, women, men, whatever, and senators make a modest salary. I mean, granted, I'd like to make their salary. I'm not saying they don't get paid shit, but for the lives they live versus the income they make, they've got to be getting money from somewhere. Religious and business leaders? Sure. Business leaders? We, we talked about it. Why wouldn't... If, there, if a George H. Walker... Um, Samuel or uh, Samuel Bush, Preston Bush, you know, just name a few of, of old timers weren't. Well, Preston was a uh, senator down the road, but beforehand, what was he? He was a businessman. So, yeah, religious leaders, surely. And I'm not even talking about like the Pope and the Vatican. I'm talking about these guys you see on TV, these televangelists and these guys that are millionaires. How are you a millionaire? How are you Joel Osteen? You preach in a in a, in a, <laughs> a stadium, essentially. 
um, an arena, you know, you're a millionaire. How is that? How do people, I mean, I've listened to Joel Osteen and he tells a good story. He's a great storyteller. I'll give him that. Great storyteller. But you should not be that rich preaching the word of God. I'm sorry. Should you make be able to make a living and support your family doing it? Okay, I can get on board with that. Should you be a multi-millionaire living in a mansion with a private jet and a slew of cars? Hell no. 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 I'm sorry. No. And if you are preaching to that many people and you have your own TV show and your own television network, then you should be paying your bills, paying your people's salaries, and then the rest of it should go straight to uh, charity. Okay? I mean, that's just my thoughts. That's, that's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to go to church, to go to a church. So, not to get on that whole tangent again, I'm sorry. Um, so now, this is a foreign entity, or whether it's a foreign entity or a non-governmental entity that has stake in all of our defense situations, all of our people that make these decisions. Could this have anything to do with what's going on in the FBI today? The Pentagon, the Department of Defense. I mean, hell, NASA, that's a whole another, that's a show for another day. Forget about our DTOM files where we talked about the moon landing. That's whatever. Let's talk about NASA. <laughs> that whole thing was brought up after Operation Paperclip by German scientists. That was a whole cover just to get those people over here and, and give them jobs, essentially. That's why I think a lot of the things we talk about when we talk about moon landings and all this stuff is bullshit. But once again, these are all going to be shows for another day. So it's like I said, this will be a continuing series of, of stuff. But um, foreign military and intelligence agencies under their control include, include the German SS, the Deutsche Vertidingens, <laughs> the, uh, well, it was the the German underground, essentially. The British MI6, MI5. The um, the Israel's Mossad. So I don't know what OSS is offhand. Anyway. Oh, it's probably Secret Service. I think about it. And ONI is probably Naval Intelligence. Anyway, so uh, Israel's Mossad. NATO. Interpol. KGB. The Chile and DINA. And even the United Nations. So you think of everything I just said. Every, everything I just mentioned. You probably know 90% of everything I just said. You know NSA, DHS. You know all those. Now that I've deciphered what OSS and ONI is, you know what those are. German SS, you know these names. If the church is in control of this, and that church isn't even like the the church of... <laughs> it's It's... It's a church that doesn't even believe in God. I mean, because I was listening to some stuff today about the Jesuits, and that's, that's a, once again, a show for another day. Just keep listening, guys. Assassinations are carried out by the affirmation intelligence agencies and their mafia partners in the drug and gambling trades, often 
with the collateral assistance from the Knights of Malta, the Freemasons, Knights of Columbus, the um, Propaganda Do, and this these were all such um, such cases in the assassination of, of uh, Kennedy, for example. You had, um, you know, as the story goes, the uh, CIA, mafia, colluded, maybe. I mean, if, if you are of any age and you know anything about JFK, if you honestly believe that, that um, Lee Harvey Oswald by himself was able to do what he did, then you're stupid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to be that guy and call you stupid, but you are. I'm not saying Lee Harvey wasn't involved, whether he shot the gun at all, or he was what he said he was, a patsy. He was involved, whatever. But he damn sure wasn't acting alone, however that worked out. Grassy Knoll theory, someone on the bridge, whatever. He was not a lone gunman. Um, political leaders, whether duly elected... <laughs> so this is going to spark some interest in current debates. Whether duly elected or corruptly appointed are replaced by dictatorships favorable to the society. Those governments with concordance that are allowed to um, subsist without threat of war through the policy often changes when revolutionary movements begin to re receive international uh, recognition. So, what have I just said rings true to what's going on now? Now, this, isn't, this doesn't have any, anything to do with now. This is back in the early 1900s, making these connections, all these, <laughs> all these entities. This was 1900s, early 1900s. But let's fast forward to, to 2022. Political leaders, whether duly elected or corruptly appointed, Biden, Zelensky, okay? You know, some would say Zelensky was part of a uh, color, uh, color revolution that happened in U Ukraine for them to get out the old leader, place this puppet in place to enable corruption in Ukraine via these groups via the uh, church uh, the what was it church of jesus the um excuse me the jesuit community whatever um to you know to enable the corruption to enable money to be laundered and i've said this before with with the show i did on what is the war in ukraine all about well so, if you have these Biden, Zelensky, just to name two, um, to put in these situations, um, the governments are allowed to subsist without threat of war. Okay, so what if Putin's like, fuck that, we're going in there because this is bullshit. I, I've said that. Not to say Putin's the great guy, but, you know... Maybe <laughs> maybe he's doing the work of God. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We'll never know. Because, like I've said before, history is written by the winners. Um, 
The society considers declaring one's individual sovereignty, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and civil rights to be an atheism to its doctrine. While seeking to crush Protestant Christianity, the basis for the creation of the United States, the dismantling of the U.S. government is the key to their ultimate success in the creation of the New World Order. And we've said that time and time again. That pesky document, the Constitution. That Constitution and people like us, people like me and you guys listening to this, are what's standing in the way of the proverbial shit hitting the fan. Um, and they're constantly chipping away at that. Constantly. Um, we'll get into stuff later down the road about George H. Butch. Um, or I'm sorry, George W. And the Patriot Act, 9-11. Chipping away at your First and Fourth Amendment rights. Chipping away at your Second Amendment rights. They're not coming right out and grabbing your guns. But they're chipping away at your guns. They're chipping away at your speech. How are they chipping away at your speech, John? We're able to say whatever we want, are we? Go on Twitter and say what you want. Go on Facebook and say what you want. See what happens. Go on Instagram and make a post. See what happens. They're not letting you say what you want. They're letting you say what they want you to say or what they allow you to say. Once that all goes away, guys, <laughs> that's when we're in trouble. So um, George Walker was obviously recruited to assist the Jesuits in their long-range plans. And as a result, he and those with whom he did business profited immensely with, it, with the cooperation in the Jesuits' plans. So um, remote control of the Jesuit apparatus is maintained through the establishment of banks, churches, foundations, and the institutes of higher education in foreign countries. Fordham University, a Jesuit institution, controls the Vatican's top officials in the U.S. Um, John Cardinal O'Connor, Archbishop of the U New York uh, at St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral. Um, so let me look real quick, see how much longer I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I can ramble, can I? So the banks, numerous researchers have determined who controls the government of the world and how this control was established and still maintained today. Contrary to the feel-good biographies published by government-sponsored websites in uh, specially commissioned literary, work, lit literary works, the propaganda-laden school books, and the central banks in New York City played a crucial role in betraying the United States government and its citizens. Citizens. Um, <clears throat> and I talked about that on the last show. We talked about histories written by the winners. I said it a minute ago also. The history written in our history books is different than the history books in Russia, in Eastern Germany back in the day, in parts of South America. Why? Well, it's because they're corrupt and they're stupid and they lie. Okay. Or they're writing the history as they know it. Everyone's history is different. And, and that's my point. What do you know? We're never going to know the truth. You're never going to know the truth. We, come to, we have to come to grips with that. And you have to constantly research. The funny thing is you can go to .gov websites and they tell you 
what they're doing. And people still don't believe it. The um, sponsorship and control of such institutions is intended to remain shrouded in secrecy. Yet, um, the writings of G. Edward Griffin from The Creature of Jekyll Island, Webster Tarpley, and um, Anton Chitkin, um, they wrote the George Bush unauthorized biography, Kevin Phillips' American Dynasty, to name a few, not, have not only exposed the conspiracies designed to overthrow American government and establish the New World Order, they have laid the groundwork for new research. Those who are quick to change the uh, quote-unquote conspiracy theory or just justly claim that such exposés are attacks on one's religious beliefs only assist, assist above the mentioned charlatans in achieving the, their ultimate goal, world domination. This research would be considered incomplete without revealing the identity of the Cosmet uh, International Puppet, George H.W. Bush. On the next D-Tom show. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut it off there, guys. We're at about an hour. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep these at an hour. It gives me something to talk about. Plus, you know, i got to get ready for bed. i got to get something on my throat. You can hear it's getting a little, getting a little, uh, hey, a little, little Bill Clinton. I got stuff on him, too, and how he is part of this whole situation, believe it or not. On the next D-Tom show, we're going to go into a Bush crime family part four and uh, sugar water. <laughs> no, but um, seriously. Hey, guys, please check out our website, don'ttreadonmerica.com. Check us out on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the uh, Ticker Talker. If you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, it's DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, if you want to follow me on uh, the Ticker Talker, that is PCGC underscore 1775. Guys, uh, I need a little feedback from y'all if you could uh, if you could talk to me. I want to know what you think about Christian Lawson, the watches. Go to Christian Lawson dot com check out the watches I, I've got two watches coming I really want to give them to you guys but I need some I need some feedback talk to me goose come on what you want talk to me I'll keep them I'll keep them for myself but I'd rather give them to y'all so uh check us out go to christianlawson.com dtom in the uh, checkout on the coupon box or whatever it's called <laughs> Save you 30% off on your watches unless you get with me and maybe you'll win a free watch. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but please, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please share this with your friends. We're available everywhere. No excuses. If you have an iPhone, if you have a Google phone or Android phone, whatever they're called, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, iTunes, I'm sorry, iHeart. Uh, Stitcher, I mean, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast, we're there. With the exception of Pandora, because, you know, fuck Pandora. And I got something on Pandora, too. Not the company, but the, the word. Anyway. <laughs> um, the uh, So please, share this with your friends, guys. Leave us a great 
rating if you would. If you want to leave a comment, do that. Like I said, if you have any questions or anything you want to ask me, go to Twitter. Go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. You can leave messages there. I'll get back to you as soon as I see them. And uh, with that being said, guys, it is October 19, 2022. Come back on Friday where we'll continue the story of the Bush crime family. And we're going to get into Daddy Bush, George H.W. And I would even venture to say that a lot we can talk about Preston. You know, we've talked about Preston. We've talked about Samuel. We've talked about who they are or may be, right? And you can believe what you want, whether it's George Sheriff Sr. and George Sheriff Jr. Okay, there's your conspiracy theories. The truth of the matter is Samuel Bush, Prescott Bush, George H.W. Bush were some shady motherfuckers. Wherever, wherever they came from, whatever. The things they did are their fact. Whether their last name was Bush or Sheriff is inconsequential to the acts that they did. So join me Friday, guys, and uh, we'll get into uh, Daddy Bush, and uh, and we'll go from there. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, you have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you on Friday. See you later.